Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. Especially, no, we had the, I told you, on and yeah. like the whole time I'm like, listen to this motherfucker right here, man. <laughs> like if he was in studio, slap the shit out of him. Wow. He wasn't though. Hey, this nigga up. got paper towels falling Oof. out of his shirt. Man, it's hot. If you just come, like I'm trying to come, I was hot. You think that that don't matter? And like when I came in, just we both have we both have an understanding that your body temperature and heat is different than mine. You are now listening to the reality is the reality is boy you back. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship too. Suck his dick, don't pacify. Well, okay, I got that too, but. I was not supposed to be on the mic. Well, I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is Big Mama's, uh, oh God, porn cheek. Yes, we are back. I was trying not to laugh. I always laugh around that part. On the, too. On the part. Funny it, hell, it's man. funny. Like when she starts laughing, I'm always like laughing. But, but it's funny because y'all laugh like y'all haven't heard that before. But it's even funnier. It for really the does guest. feel like the first time. It every, do, every time. time. And then when you hear the get well, when the guests are on. Oh, yeah. And then you'd be like, suck his dick. Don't pacify me. Everybody be like, hmm? Like what? Oh, yeah. Your mom side out you on that. Oh, that yeah. One. Everybody <laughs> does it. Excuse me, y'all. I will be briefly swiping in and out from time to time it's about 102 degrees here in this texas studio it's not but it feels like it and i have titty sweat oh my god if i decide to use you should have left your paper towels in place i was gonna sweat through them they was already starting to stick to me Mm. i told you it's hot in this bitch well we glad to be back man what up man this is as you heard on the intro anthony roberts host of the reality is where filter becomes extinct alongside my co-host artesia <sighs> oh. About 14 days off. We back. Yes. Got the homie spider on the uh, ones and twos. Greetings, humans. Greetings. <laughs> oh, God damn. I just broke my shit. <laughs> oh, it did come off. <laughs> I was going to tell uh, some of the listeners, man, like Spider hit me up last night close to 11 o'clock. I and, was a little drunk. And when he hit me up, I was like, okay, what, what's, what's going on? And I figured you were at the studio. I was. And I was like, okay, mm. what's going on? He hit me up. He's like, I hope y'all going to deliver a great podcast tomorrow. I was promised fire content. <laughs> And I did tell him, I said, you know what? We'll bring some good shit to you, man. Yeah, but the thing about it is. You've been talking about getting back in the studio for quite some, actually since the last time we left. Well, because as you know, the last two weeks have been rough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I won't dive too deep into detail, but I've had some rough times. Um, I even posted on my social media because a lot of people like to post when things are great. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, yo, I've took a lot of L's this season. and I've took a lot of L's this year. Mm-hmm. But of course, it doesn't mean you stop. It doesn't mean you fold. But, you know. I've, it's been rough. Yeah. Artesia has seen me go through some shit. She's gotten the phone calls. Yeah. I've been through some shit. So honestly, I needed that time off. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're about to take some more time off. Yeah. Because yeah. we both need it. Yeah. So mid-season finale. This is what that is today. We're doing episodes 266 and or 65. 265 and 266. 66. Yes. So we're going to do two episodes today. Um, it's going to be me and Artesia. Later on, we're going to bring in Frank Minicon of um, the Quad Podcast mm-hmm. and Joe Shaw of after the Encore, Encore podcast, uh-huh. which is under Roberts Media Group. And then he also has his individual podcast, the Detox podcast, which is the Dad Talks podcast. I feel like power with this mid-season finale. I do, too. Um, and I'm know. ready for power to come back because they they'll be work. back in January yeah. when we come back. Yeah, because I, you know what? I used to be nervous to take breaks because I was like, man, we may lose the listeners that we have. And when mm-hmm. you first start out, you always kind of feel like, yo, mm-hmm. damn, you know, as you start to get that ball rolling, you want to keep that momentum going and you want to keep people listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. But it's crazy because participating in some of like the podcast groups, yeah, you get to see like there are podcasts literally that have a loyal fan base and they've taken off like three 
six months yeah. and then they come back like they never missed a beat. Because, I mean, not being funny, if somebody fucks with you, they fuck with you. Mm-hmm. That's just like TV. Like, everybody is ready to see power and yeah. they want to know what happened to Ghost and they want to know everything. Mm-hmm. But you also are anticipating and waiting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, honestly, I do the podcast like that sometimes. A lot of times, you know, when you're with me, I'll watch something on TV or see something and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, let's do that with the podcast. It may be a movie. It may be a commercial. Mm-hmm. It may be whatever. But I'm like, how come we can't? do this this is the reason why we created this to kind of do shit you know the way we want to do it Mm -hmm. so first of all i want to give out a shout out to the homie uh richard gray of gray area sports group he made a post on facebook earlier this week and it was very interesting to me and it was very real because he said if cap and mellow both get signed this month november might end up being the second black history month and Mm -hmm. i think everybody who knows anything about you know colin kaepernick yeah his situation carmelo anthony and not being able to play right uh, yeah, it yeah. is today. Mm-hmm. So if you know about that, then you know that both of them being back in the NFL or in the NBA or even on the tongues of these sports mm-hmm. is a win. And Carmelo, unfortunate, he got signed, but it was to a non-guaranteed contract. Yeah. That looks like a loss to us, but the nigga has made over $180 million in his career. And like yeah. he said, no, he it, wasn't, it wasn't money. It, it wasn't was, about money. He yeah. some playing time. He exactly. He's still a really good player. He is. Has been... Sitting there doing nothing. Doing nothing, but still working. If you see him, he's still giving boys the business in the NBA, like mm-hmm. in the summer leagues and shit like that. And so, I was going to say, who cares about what people think at the end of the day? Because the conversation surrounding Cap, yeah. of course, as you know, is, is this a sellout? Is he is a sellout? This, is this move a sellout move? I don't think it's a sellout move, but I do, I do think it's something that to where you got to watch what you say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like if you'd be like, I'll never work with a fucking white person. And then... All the niggas that you know and all the Mexicans inevitable. that you know. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't talk like you don't need nobody or yeah. like somebody can't help you do something because in a world like this, everybody needs somebody and it ain't going to always be the same race, gender or whatever the case may be. But I think it's OK to get your point across. It is OK to get your point across. Mm-hmm. But it, and then also, is it a what was the question you asked me? Is it a what? Is it a sellout move? And then the same who, thing who about- asked that fucking question? Because not being funny, I'm sure he thought about that. I'm yeah. sure his girlfriend Nessa that's thought about that. It's a lot of pressure on the people that actually try to take a stand yeah. and carry the, I guess, the mission further. Yeah. And this is still his dream. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Go play Canadian ball? That's not the top of the pinnacle. Yeah. The top of the pinnacle is the NFL. But why should all that pressure be on one person? It shouldn't be. But, um, and you know, um, black people put that pressure that's, on. That's the point. That's the unfucking fortunate part. White people will be like, like, ah, you, you and they'll forget you about do, it. You damned if you don't. We don't let ourselves forget about anything. And the crazy part about it is I always say those people who are judging you or those people who are fucking reaching out to you are the people who are making the most mistakes, mm-hmm. but they're not in a limelight or a spotlight for anybody to see those mistakes. Yeah. One of the first things I said when we started podcasting was if this shit ever gets to a point of blowing up and people critique it, that's cool with me. Mm-hmm. I have my little, you know, clapbacks for when people say shit. Like it was one dude who posted on social media this week on an old post when I was talking about the uh, Austin Sheffield shit because mm-hmm. we were in D.C. or something yeah. and I wasn't here. And you remember I had that clip where me and you were talking and I was like, that's some bitch ass shit. You know, mm-hmm. the dudes who were across the street recording, they should have been walking over there or saying something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or t- something to protect her, period. No matter if it was a black woman or a white woman, just protecting women, period. Mm-hmm. So this guy came on and he said, shut the fuck up. You just doing all that internet warrior talk. All I said was, yes, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> like I don't give a fuck if somebody has something to say. Wow, but I'm not gonna give you my energy. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. twist that shit up when I know who I am, I know what I've done. That's just like if somebody said, "Hey, that's what they're looking for." That's what I'm uh, and to it's make, make them feel yes. while they sit and, and they on, look. on your side. He had to listen to that for to make that comment exactly. exactly. One either way. That's and that's mm-hmm. what I, that's why I said yes, ma'am. And I've done that several times. And With if it's a woman, and, yeah. And if but if it's a woman, <laughs> I say yes, sir. Because to me, if you are a woman trying to tell me something to do and being all Brody, then you're stepping somewhat into a man's role. If you are in, in, a, in a certain sense, if you are a man and then you're doing those little minor that shit, stuff. that petty shit, that's what women do because of emotion. So, yes, ma'am, nigga. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. That's how I view things. People view it as disrespect. I see it as meeting you where you are. That's how I do. We good with that? Yes. <laughs> what else are we talking about today? We didn't even got started. We really mm-hmm. haven't got started. After today's episode, we will be taking a break yeah, we from podcasting until January. Please don't. We will make come back with elementary. a podcast and meet and greet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! I do want to talk about a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Me and Artesia have been talking about this for a while. We were going back and forth about doing live shows and what we wanted to do, and 
a lot of times I'll be feeling like I'm lying to the listeners when I say certain things and it doesn't follow through. And a lot of times it's just me putting a lot of shit on a plate uh-huh. when it's other stuff already if you on notice, the plate. Whenever well, first you get of all, this run, yeah, 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 yeah. I be quiet because I'm the one that actually has to plan it and go through all this. But I have to create the content. Yeah. So it's a team effort. It is. But a lot of times I want certain things to move a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. As a creator and as a person who wants to put out great content, that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I also think it's something to come around come back around to and for me I feel like addressing the listeners who are like hey when y'all gonna do a live show Mm -hmm. and we've been trying to plan them but a lot of things have been happening Mm -hmm. a lot of things have been crazy a lot of it being in my own life which I said hasn't allowed us to do certain things and Mm -hmm. then to give props to you you've been doing shit like trying to work on trademarks and other things to solidify Mm -hmm. our place in the world yeah am I not supposed to say that no okay you gotta protect your neck you know what I'm saying so that's and that's the thing I love about her is because she's all like I'm looking big as content Mm -hmm. what we can what we can do to change the game things we can be strategic on from a business perspective to create some some sort of infrastructure for a business that you want to have longevity in but with somebody like you Mm -hmm. I'm so focused on putting that content out that people can see Mm -hmm. but like you say you got to have that protection on the back end and that's what Artesia brings yeah the foundation yeah. Covering your ass. Now, what else so you got to say? So when you get out here and talk this big shit, you got free range. <laughs> but see, the thing about it is when I do, I, I always come to you before I do that, too. Because how many times we have seen people who will do something always. and we'd be like. Always. Not always. But okay. Sometimes. I mean, 85% of the time. That's uh, okay. a pretty good goddamn number if you're talking about me. I'm just me. glad that we both trust each other as as partners. I don't have a leaky lip, though. <laughs> my, li- my, li- my lip ain't leaky until it's like whatever. And then not being funny, the work that you put into this shit, sometimes you want to be like, yo, yeah. hey, it's not about being braggadocious, but it's about also being one of those people to where it's a lot of people who do look at our podcast and say, yo, y'all are doing some innovative shit in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Even outside of that, everybody is like we've talked about before. If it's black people podcasting, like Spider said, everybody's trying to be the breakfast club. They if it's sure white are. people doing it, then it's like everybody's trying to be fucking NPR. There's very few people who are like, I'm just going to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. Whether I get signed, picked up, or nobody listens. Like, mm-hmm. If you want to be the next something, you're thinking too small. You're thinking mm-hmm. too fucking, exactly. That's that is good. so true. I like that. What did it say that again, Spider? If uh, you want, I smoked this morning, so lay off the gas. Arteza looked Clear. at me like he just said it. I know he said it, goddammit, but I need him to say it. If wait, what did I say? See, if you want to be the next something you're thinking too. Exactly. Small. Is that too long for a, a title? Because that seems like a great title. It might be, but we need to highlight that in the show now. We do because mm-hmm. I do like that. What minute of the, are you? Do you have the minute? The the records, sir. Fourteen. 14 minutes all right i like that <laughs> see like we trying to grow up around this motherfucker i'm starting to feel like back when i was at uta radio it's and we production. used to have all that sh- it's a production mm-hmm. yeah it's no longer just hey let's go jump on wax and that's how i treat it because people will mm-hmm. come to us you too and they'll mm-hmm. come to us and say hey we want to be on the podcast oh yeah as if it were like when you first started yeah back in the day. and it's like it's not the same and at that time it was like sure come on yeah but now it's like you're dealing on you, you yeah like you, what are we going to talk about what like what value are you bringing and are you going to be there on time because you don't want to waste people's times it's not just us in the studio yeah it's not just for fun it's not just for fun Mm -hmm. like people have to be here like if you come here if you if you put yourself in place and say i'm going to be here at Mm -hmm. 245 well, Spider probably going to be here at 2.30 or Mike going to be here at 2. Somebody got to be here to mm-hmm. open the studio up, up, queue up everything, get the lights going, mm-hmm. get the cameras going and everything else to be here. So by you not showing up, yeah. you're fucking people. Yeah. You're fucking up money. You're wasting mm-hmm. people's time. Mm-hmm. And nobody has time for that shit. Ooh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. You want to <laughs> sing? No. All right. So we got a couple of things that we're introducing with the podcast. We're going to call them quickies. Spider, I uh, guess we'll figure up at some point where I we'll come up with it. Leave it to you, then. Yeah, but we need to find something to come up to her when I say quick. It'll be like, dun, 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 and like something we'll that get, just, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll work something, out something. I got, I got this right now. <laughs> hey, that'll work. <laughs> hey, man, this is the reality is we're going to have a quickie session. <laughs> Quickies are going to be, when we talk about that, yes, when you speak about quickie, people yeah. think about sex. But this is us it's just no dropping small you. nuggets of knowledge or small gossip situations just to throw into the podcast. So the first one. I do want to talk a little bit about LeBron um, opening an I Promise Village. It wasn't even supposed to it, be a quickie. It is a quickie. It's just put differently on the page. Uh-huh. I just did the shit this morning. Big ups to him, though. Big ups to him yeah. to create that. And one of the things, he did the the the, uh, the school, the I Promise school, where he uh-huh. started with the free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycles and helmets, free transportation within two miles of the school, uh-huh. free breakfast, free lunch, uh-huh. free snacks. Food pantry for families, GEDs, good job placement services. And then he built a small fucking village mm-hmm. around the school yes. to accommodate 
these motherfucking people. And Not they are, these motherfucking people to accommodate <laughs> individuals we, uh, that may be experiencing something traumatic right y'all now. Y'all said the same thing. Yeah, we said the same thing. <laughs> We're going to have a corporate podcast coming next year. We have to, clearly. I feel like I will excel at that. Well, maybe you should fucking lead it, <laughs> God damn it! I'm more like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk where yeah. he say, I curse in my meetings because these are real people that I'm dealing with. Yeah, you can no. still curse and be professional. He's a millionaire. I just want to make sure that we give this it, the justice that it deserves. When because LeBron, it's an, it's I an do get that. Thing. But you know what? When LeBron got that phone call and they said, Mr. James. I promise school will be opening next week. He probably said, you fucking right. God yeah, damn. I know. He, All right. Yeah. So that's my energy and you can keep your energy. Everybody's not going to be the that same. That wasn't said. I was just giving my side of uh-huh. it. I wasn't telling you to change your energy. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, I, you that's seemingly how, that's suggested how we've that. we managed to work so well this it is. long. It is. I've never once tried to change you. The next quicker, we're going to get this one in and out. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld. This is something that you know quite a bit about from this week. Canned fruit. <laughs> It was so sinister. What the no, hell? Your look was sinister. What the fuck was sinister? Okay, so yeah, we were making. Wait a minute, what? we got to talk about Seinfeld. So this okay. is another quickie. Seinfeld. It was a part on Seinfeld where Jerry was at a grocery store when he got home. He was talking to George, and they were eating like somebody had canned fruit, and he was like, "I never understood people who eat canned fruit." He was like, you go to a grocery store and you go to the aisle, you pick up the canned fruit when the real fruit, fresh fruit, is two hours over. He made the joke about that. Men Artesia have been making so, and baking pies first for... First of all, okay, I ahead. want to point out... <sighs> As you can that, see, the story is about her, but go no, ahead. No, I want to point out that we were not just sitting up eating fruit out of a can. It was for a specific reason. So like, she killed the whole story no, so I'm you could go... Saying, fuck the peach cobbler, fuck no, all no, the no. other great shit. I was going to make we a suggestion We're getting ready to lead sandwich. into that. We're getting ready to lead into that. Go ahead and What I was going to say is I think the Seinfeld reference was more so with like you just gonna go get a can of apples or whatever and just eat it out the can this is why your storytelling skills are piss poor because you're getting too much into detail let's try let's try a little background music with the story yeah give us some music tell the story (laughs) i went to the grocery store to get (laughs) some apples because anthony wanted you should have seen these damn apples (laughs) (laughs) them shits was bad canned no with gooey sauce It was it was to apple pie together. filling. Oh, that's what it was. So, but but wait a minute. <laughs> the only reason why I got that is because that was what was mentioned in the recipe. But anyways, off that the white man's recipe, <laughs> the white the white man's recipe. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I am sweating. Okay. Spiders. So, anyways, the peach cobbler though that turned out really good. It's getting dramatic. <laughs> we put cinnamon on that thing. <laughs> And that crust, we did double up the flour. <laughs> and that bitch so, was amazing. Okay, so the peach cobbler <laughs> turned out great. God. The apple one, not so great. Not so great. And it's okay. Because it looks that's like a part of the experience. It seemed like it was the kind of shit from Everybody Hates Chris where chips said chips, cookies said cookies, okay. and that can said apple <laughs> filling. Yeah. Okay, so first of all. And sink. Zero percent fruit. <laughs> you know what I'm I am sweating so bad. Yeah, don't work yourself up. What's the next one? What we got for the next one? We over the quickie. Oh, we have a word of the day. You have a word. I got this from you though. I got this from you because tell me a little. Tell people a little bit about what you guys do at work. Yeah, so at work we do word of the week. Just our supervisor wanted to implement it because we're bored at our jobs. Quite honestly, Uh, it's run its course. (laughs) So we're trying to do things to keep us motivated and to keep learning because that's what we like to do. Mind you, what she just said that she's a manager. And she works directly with her manager over the building. <laughs> and they're bored. We are. All right. We are bored out of our minds. So with them um, coming up with those word of the weeks, the word of the week that I got was litigious. Can yeah, you please you, tell them what litigious means? Because I forgot to put the definition. <laughs> and oh, I have not, my God. And I have not remembered <laughs> where I got it from. So but I think it was you, Seinfeld, too. Well, yeah, it was because you text me randomly. and You're yeah. like, hey, you should use this. And I was like, that's actually one of my favorite words. Yeah. So it's basically just being prone to seek legal recourse. That's what it is, because J- that is right. Because mm-hmm. Jerry was talking to Kramer, and Kramer was trying to sue because he spilled hot coffee on himself. And the guy was like, how hot? He was like, oh, it was hot. And he was like, too hot? He was like, coffee should never be that hot. Yeah. <laughs> so he when, when he went to tell Jerry the story, Jerry was mm-hmm. like, man, Kramer, you were being very litigious this week, because every time he yeah. got into it with somebody, he wanted to take legal recourse yeah. to sue him. <laughs> 
motherfuckers. So I was like, that is a great word, even though it was used for comedy. Mm-hmm. With you telling me about that, I was like, cool, we could do that. That's so, it. I'm so glad that you're expanding your vocabulary. I'm always, see, that was a slight read. Yeah, because you got me on this fruit. That's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to let people know that was a slight read. That was not any kind of compliment because everybody always want to say, oh, Ortiz is so sweet. No, that was a slight read for me. I want to jump down to Hidden Brain. So this week I had a homegirl. She posted something on Instagram stories and she was talking about Hidden Brain where it was talking about the physical and social health of men. I think it was called the Lonely American Man. Mm-hmm. And they basically were just giving statistics on things that men go through that are lonely and how they are lonely. And they talked about how, you know, some people be like, oh, this person, you know, if you have a bad relationship, it causes you to have a broken heart mm-hmm. or you get hurt or whatever. And they were talking about, think about if you have a healthy relationship and healthy friendships and you're uh, intentional about picking those people, mm-hmm. you're creating happy spaces and happy, you know, events and happy things in your life. Yeah. And they were talking about how you can feel heartbreak and how you can feel pain, how you can also feel that joy by picking proper situations. They also gave examples of just working, you know, basically working with good coworkers, so on and so forth, finding relationships mm-hmm. that show reciprocity. But one of the biggest things that they were talking about is the male loneliness and how we really don't talk about it as men. Mm-hmm. And I know for me being single a little bit over two years now, like even though because you'll say this to me all the time. Oh, I know you got this and that girl. And I know, you know, and she don't say it in a uh, whatever way. We'll be joking yeah. sometimes. And she'll be like, oh, I know you ain't worried about nothing because I know women always in your DM, whatever. And like I told her that doesn't mean that I accept those plays. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean that I don't get lonely, even if I was fucking a chick. If I ain't, if I have no emotion or connection to her after mm-hmm. you smash and she go home, you still lonely. Mm-hmm. We've talked about being in relationships to where you can and still you be lonely yeah. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't be lonely. But a lot of men, we don't talk about it because it makes us sound weak. You'll hear a woman talk about being lonely yeah. or wanting a mate. But men don't talk about it. And a lot of times we act as if we're so different when we're really not. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I, I like that. I never get lonely because I'm just a cool motherfucker. So I like to hang out with my. He's the typical. <laughs> that was a typical male response. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of shit that yeah. we will do. Mm-hmm. Or I'll have somebody or even think about this, bro. Man, this is why I love the podcast, because I try to talk about real shit. How many times when you're having a bad day and somebody reaches out to you mm-hmm. and you want to tell somebody about your day, but you don't trust that people to keep your secret mm-hmm. or keep your story. That's so when somebody thing. hits you up and says, hey, Arteezy, how you doing today? And you could be crying and not feeling well, and you'll say, "Fine, okay." But why don't you tell somebody? It dep- like you said, it's just for me. It depends on who I'm talking to. Like if I can't trust you, or I don't know, I don't, I don't want a person to look at me a certain way, then I'm not going to tell you. But if you're somebody that I'm close to, then I might. Nah, I'm lying. That's what I'm saying. I'm lying because I'll still be like, I'm and fine. You almost have to browbeat it out of me. That's but that's well, the thing. What you need to do is turn it around on your Lyft drivers and tell them your story instead of having a listener there. That story. is very true. Yeah. Reverse no, it's crazy because I was at a uh, Chick Fil A. Yeah. And you know how they if are you always. You said so Popeyes. Nice. I'd have said this is <laughs> no, a real nigga. No, I was at Chick Fil A and the guy he was like, I said he asked me how was I doing. I was like, oh, I'm fine. And you? He was like. I'm surviving. And I was like, wow, that was a really honest answer because yeah. it caught me off guard. Yeah, But that's because most people do just say I'm fine or I'm OK. Oh, it's all and it's horse shit. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is I've been one of those people who do that. So with the last two weeks where me having rough times, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind talking about it. I reached out to her and I was like, yo, I said I actually and this is something I wasn't going to talk about, but I think it's important. So I was off social media last week and all honestly, because I was going through depression, depressing stages. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, where is it coming from? Well, I knew where it was coming from. You know, when you're trying to foster a business and, you know, Mm -hmm. your day job and not being funny, trying to decide where you want to go. My job has been very uh, adamant about, hey, they would like to promote me, but there's no other positions here in Texas. So is it Atlanta? Is it going to be Florida? Like, where would they want me to be? So just making decisions, making decisions, not having your life figured out. And I'm trying to come back to what I was about to say. Talking about not everything being okay. Not everything being okay. So a lot of people were hitting me up this week, you Mm -hmm. know, like homegirls, homeboys, people hit me up and everybody would ask me that question and be like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I would always say I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I can't complain. But one homegirl hit me up and I know that she suffers from depression. So when she hit me up, she was like, how are you doing today? And I said, man, it ain't been the best week. Mm hmm. And she opened up to me and was like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Some things happened. I broke down crying in front of some people. And I was like, damn, I'm sorry to hear that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I had a few tears myself this week, yeah. but my tears were by myself and one time with Artesia. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, literally, bro, I was trying to, Artesia was talking to me about something yeah. and I can't remember, but I tried to say something, my nigga. And all I know is just, mm-hmm. yeah, anytime you do that, you just get quiet, hang up the yeah. phone. Yeah. I got quiet. Like, I got quiet for a minute Yeah, and I got quiet and it was like, I was trying to control my, my pain mm-hmm. and I was trying to control my anger of like just struggling, trying to make your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people. I think people fight not to cry. Oh, yeah, but yeah, crying yeah, yeah. is something that's necessary. Like you have to get it out of your system. And yeah. it's okay. Like it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than or Excuse anything. Excuse me for snorting on the Yeah. Mic. Like you just lost all your home training. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a nigga do that on one podcast. I was like, and he kept doing it. I was oh like, my God. <laughs> normally I'd be like. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't pull away this time. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> so, no, crying is definitely okay. Like, yeah. I think that's a healthy thing that you should do. Yeah. I'm just trying to change the culture. there was a point where you couldn't man. cry at all. It was a point, but it came down. And then it was like, it was just one time, like, we went to a basketball game, bro, and, like, shit wasn't going well. And I remember I, like, missed a step. Uh, yeah. Because oh, I was so angry. But the, but the thing about it is I didn't fall, like, uncontrolled. I caught myself. Yeah. But, like, she saw me. And, like, I literally, I was like, damn, I'm off my game. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, and I told her, I said, I'm sorry for this shitty week. I'm sorry for whatever. I was like, I need to go to the house and I need, I said, you probably won't hear from me a few days. And I, this is my point of the whole depression thing. I reached out to my, um, everybody in my circle mm-hmm. and I texted and I said, Hey, um, I know I've been acting different. Mm-hmm. I know I haven't been whatever I've been like, even my brother, I had been a little snappy with him. And I was like, I'm going through depression. I was like, I've never really just said the shit out loud because some people suffer and I respect those people. Mm -hmm. Some people suffer from depression. Like it's a day to day thing Mm -hmm. for me. It's like, it may happen to me once every two years, every four years, whenever it happens, or it may be a big ass drought Mm -hmm. and I may be in it struggling with it for like a month or two to where it may be like a good week or whatever. Like Artesia told me, she's like, you were having a great week last week, Mm -hmm. but then other shit came again and it's like, fuck. Yeah. How do you get out of this? Well, I'm going to tell you motherfuckers how to get out of this. How you get out of that shit? You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. What do they mean when you say keep going? Something as simple as getting up, brushing your motherfucking teeth, putting mm-hmm. the right foot before the left foot, mm-hmm. keep moving. Because what you'll do is you'll talk yourself out of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You'll talk yourself out of going to meet up with friends. Mm-hmm. You'll make every excuse as to why you can't do something that will yeah. better you. And it's also as simple, going back to what you were saying before, like when your friend reached out to you, and she asked you how you were doing. Yeah. Like you honestly gave her that answer. Yeah. And sometimes after you talk about it, you get it out there with somebody that you can trust. Yeah. You're, I mean, you instantly feel better anyways. And that's what I was about to say. Yeah. It, you feel better after you mm-hmm. say it. Well, and you talk to someone that was going through it. Exactly. Like we talked about that. We did. Oh, you good? Yeah. Before. <laughs> yeah. I keep doing stupid <laughs> shit back here. Uh, that, <laughs> you know, if you're not in that moment, it's hard to understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so like even if. If you had hit me up, I wouldn't have been able to understand in the moment because yeah. I wasn't going through it at the time. Yeah. And like even knowing what you're going through, just not being in it at the same time is different, man. Totally. But when mm-hmm. you're talking to someone that is going through the same thing that yeah. you can relate to, yeah. you know, that yeah. just helps like fucking anything else. It does, bro. And for me, I just felt like I was like, yo, I'm I'm glad I'm able to get this off my chest. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think I hit up Artesia. Excuse me. I hit up Artesia and I was like, yo, we got to do something this weekend. Let's mm-hmm. just go find something different to do let's hang out yeah. the thing about me is i in when it happened with my breakdown i told rt's i was like yo i'm gonna talk about this on the podcast she like for real i said yeah mm-hmm. i definitely am because as strong as people see me mm-hmm. it's important for me to fucking talk about it yeah because that's like i told you when we were at the game and you missed your step it was like i was almost like watching a king fall like, and when she said that, I started so, crying, bro. Yeah. Like when she told me that, like because I literally I knew started everything crying. And I was you had like, been going through, and I was, I was like, like, "Fuck, he's not at himself right now." And I was like, "I feel like weak as shit right Even now." Even in yeah. something as simple as that, like yeah. you know, I'm clumsy, so I yeah, might yeah, miss yeah, my yeah. step all the but time. But me, I ain't, I ain't <laughs> well, I and going, like never in my life has this happened. Going through the motions without being mm-hmm. aware, Ex- yeah. and that's what I told her. I said, "I'm not myself." Like I knew I wasn't myself. I was so fucking angry. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like certain things. Like honestly. When people talk about being a man is hard, period, in this world. And a lot of times we talk about women having it hard. We all have it hard in this Mm -hmm. world. But being a black person or a person of color, Mm -hmm. it is so it's so much shit that you go through. And it's hard to even explain. But sometimes you you get tired of carrying the torch. Mm -hmm. You get tired of being the leader. Mm -hmm. You get tired of being everything that everybody thinks you are or wants you to be. You get tired of tired of people 
living vicariously through you. Yes. Because people literally are living vicariously through us. And that's what I was saying earlier about the amount of pressure that we place on people that we might look up to or admire. Yep. Like they don't we don't just get to be ourselves and go through our normal lives. Yep. It's like we constantly have to think about the decisions as a whole. Yeah. Everything that we do. I know we were talking. We were both talking this week and we were talking about online dating and how we view ourselves. Yeah. We both look at ourselves and we're like, you know what? You ain't catching me Mm -hmm. online. I don't want any. It it might sound cocky or bougie or whatever, but I don't want some regular ass person having access to me like that. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. You're not going to catch me on. Yeah. Online. dating. And and the, and the the best way to put it is the way you are and how hard you work with this whole thing, Spider. Like you hit me up. It's just now Saturday. You had already been here. You text me on, was it last night? Yeah. Yeah, last night saying 44 hours. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you were at the studio still and you're here today and possibly going to be here tomorrow and and Monday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both. So so think about if somebody that you know that you put in this type of work Mm -hmm. and you know somebody who is getting accolades for just being close to somebody who works like you. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like Mm -hmm. to be black. You will never get the full accolades for all the shit that you fucking do. And sometimes the fucked up part about it is you won't even get that shit from your own people. Oh, yeah. And it's like if you're not getting it from nowhere else and you're not getting it from your people. Because you don't expect it from anywhere else. So with all that being said, I want to say shout out to my village. Mm -hmm. Because for a long time, I would always say I have nobody. I have Mm -hmm. no circle. I have this. And a lot of times we don't have things because we don't allow ourselves Mm -hmm. to have things. You don't acknowledge that you have it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I want to say shout out to those people, to those people who listen. Thank you. I also want to give a shout out. I had a great conversation this morning with the homie, uh, Jason Gray of zumble mm-hmm. and um the martin trivia brand and the 90s r&b karaoke uh, it's the it's the winter time <laughs> i had to snort again off mic you know how it is the cold be dropping mm-hmm. but i wanted to talk about having great friendships and ha- and being able to reconcile mm-hmm. and the reason i had a great conversation with him this is a quickie okay was we just ended up chopping it up this morning a lot of things that i had been through and said like he reached out and he was like hey some of the shit that you used to talk about about people dropping the ball and how angry you would be on the podcast he was like i never really understood it mm-hmm. he's like then i started working with different people he was like they worked a little bit different than you know we did mm-hmm. and he was like people dropped the ball mm-hmm. you know and he was mm-hmm. like sometimes it happened and he was like i'm not mad he was like but i learned from what happened with me and you how not to do it mm-hmm. and he was like i also learned that you was a real dude because when you made the mistake and we made the mistake you reached out to me and we were able to listen to each other talk get past it mm-hmm. and just like i had told you i was like i would love to work with him again and same thing he said this morning mm-hmm. and i was like i'm sure at some point in time when everything sooner than later we will mm-hmm. but that helped me get a good start to my day too. talking to people who not only you reaching out to them, but they reach out to you oh, yeah. and then acknowledging because I'm a person that where if I start fucking with you, I don't mind saying, you know, I love you, mm-hmm. you know, calling you my Brody, you know what I'm saying? Checking up on you. But when people do that for you yeah. and there's some kind of reciprocity, it makes a, difference. It makes a fucking difference. Mm-hmm. So what's the next topic we got? I do want to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. What you want to talk Your about? Your boy. I thought you was about to look at it. Oh, yeah. I was looking at it and then I was trying to decide if I even wanted to bring that up because, you know, yeah, he, that was such a disappointment. Uh, you gonna tell yeah. what it is because I didn't want to. I'm yeah. sorry. The Ti, it's kind of old news now, but Ti and the whole Hyman. It's a quickie. That's why yeah. I just put it on there. Yeah, I was so disappointed because I, I get tired of men trying to police women's bodies. Yeah, you know, and especially men that have been known to be out in these streets. Yeah. a certain way, and then you have a daughter, and you want to be overly protective of her. Like I understand it to a certain extent. Yeah, but you basically decided to put your daughter out. First of all, put her personal information out there to make yourself look better or what you thought was going to make you look better (laughs) yeah and then sounded idiotic enough to not really know that a nigga could still stick his dick in there and the hymen not be broken yeah and that he doesn't do shit to his son like if you're gonna do that shit and keep it keep keep it it across the board yeah yeah Yeah. men hype their sons up like oh yeah they can do whatever they want to do but then you you you're basically setting your daughter up for failure and it's a and and it's i know you said you didn't want to talk about it but the reason i do feel like it's important for us to talk about it is because how many times have we talked about or i've said when we me and you talking 
And people would be like, how would you talk to your niece or talk to her about sex? Mm-hmm. Same same way I would talk to an adult woman yeah. about getting down and what to do. Mm-hmm. Same way I've talked to her. Just because a nigga got a big dick don't mean you should fuck him. Don't mm-hmm. mean he got good dick. Just because his dick little don't mean he can't have yeah. great sex. Just because he's short or he's a nerd doesn't mean he's not a great guy. Just because he's tall and he's an athlete doesn't mean he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. I train and talk to her and give her the tools and try to be the best I can and when kids discussing appreciate stuff. appreciate that more anyways than you trying to sugarcoat and use all these little code words yes. and whatever else. No, because they're already learning and having yeah. these conversations at with school, their friends. with their friends, outside of you. So you might as well give it to them straight. And right. black men, let's just be real. All y'all niggas talking about let me get a gun or I'll shoot this dude or how you want but to protect. But you ain't even fucking with the type of But that, that's what I'm saying about you. how you going to protect it. But it's it's I feel like it's black men and women. A lot of black men, predominantly, I feel, we're raising black women that we wouldn't even date. Mm-hmm. And then we have this issue where we're like, oh, they ain't trying to do this and they ain't trying to do that. And they don't know how to be intimate and they don't know how to do this. But, well, their father wasn't there or their father didn't teach them the proper way. Mm-hmm. While he was running amok in the streets fucking four and five bitches, mm-hmm. he was telling you to lock your pussy down and don't let a dog and this and that. But they also say if your man, if you want to date a man or, or rate a man, if he's better, like your daddy or better, that's what you should look at. That can go two separate ways. If your daddy was a dog, you can still look at him and be like, that's not the type of dude mm-hmm. I want to be with. If your dad is beating on a, on your mama, you can look at him and say, that's the type of guy I don't want to be around. Mm-hmm. As well as you can look and say, if for the great fathers, yeah, you can do the same thing for the bad ones. As if you look at me and think of your dad, we're in the wrong place. We're in the wrong business. <laughs> You may look at me, you should maybe feel some of the traits mm-hmm. or some of the things, the characteristics of your if father. You, if you think my dad would like this guy, I think that's a good place. Yeah, a know? good place to start. I don't know, man. Or if you like the rest of us, you have nothing to compare it to at all. Exactly. So. I did want to do another quickie again. As you can see, I like this to whole episode pop. is quickies. quickies. You're getting uh, them in, getting them out. We have to because we're going to get down. We got to talk a little bit about the Miles Garrett fight. Oh. Okay. We also got to talk about uh, you brought up the cuffing season chronicle. So I'm guessing you've experienced a few things that we'll delve into. And then uh, would it be great or why would a significant other create a Tinder profile for they? Yeah. I, yeah. We'll get into that. Those <laughs> are what's coming up. That's why I'm trying to pop, 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 get these quickers out. You know, more can feed me Jesus on a stick. I did want to talk about that. What when do I mean? could we ever feed you Jesus on a stick? Well, I wanted to talk about, so <laughs> I think it was the last two episodes I've did similar quickies to where I've talked about people who feel like my religion stance views. on religion is brash. Mm-hmm. And I told you last week when I posted that and I posted the clip of about the devilish bitch, you know, oh, I still yeah, had yeah, people yeah. coming back being like, well, asking questions and saying things. And what I think people need to understand when it comes to religion is, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Nobody's views has to be the same. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing about Christians is in my experience and in my opinion mm-hmm. is when you talk to a Christian, they normally try to convert you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even they if they like their way is the only way. Exactly. Even if you're not saying my way is the only way. If I tell you that I don't believe in the Bible and I don't believe in Jesus mm-hmm. And then you tell me, well, what do you believe in? And when I tell you how I believe, you feel like I'm damned to hell. That's you trying to convert me. Mm-hmm. That's you judging me when yeah. you don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in. Mm-hmm. That's all you got is mm-hmm. no, because I mean, w- this is a topic. It's been said over and over. Like but I don't think about, anybody at this point should ever try to convince somebody or to convert them. But I always like, like talking about it. Like I'm not an atheist. I am. Um, I forgot the word. Agnostic. I was agnostic. Agnostic. Shout out to you and shout out to the homie OT. He was like, you sound like you're agnostic. And I was like, yeah, I just need to see a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't claim anything. I don't claim anything. That to me is an, just another belief in like, I don't know. I just don't don't associate with any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's not a problem. And I think you're as far as I'm concerned, like my views are personal, like my relationship is personal to me. Yeah. So I don't have to put a label on it by saying oh, I'm a Christian or, oh, I'm this or, oh, I'm that. Yeah. Because that's just another way for somebody to classify you or put you in a box. But I do think Christians need to understand y'all need to back the fuck off and stand the fuck down. Y'all ain't got to be that much of okay. a warrior for Here's Jesus. Here's the point of the real shit. <laughs> the real point of the topic. Is everybody is entitled to their own belief mm-hmm. systems and their own opinions and you should shut the fuck up if they don't they're really just yours. doing their crusading like when they come at you on your comments and stuff but i'm not a wild butt naked Christ. ass nigga in the woods <laughs> that you could just come cross country or the world <laughs> and feed me some bullshit i have no bones in my nose 
I know what the fuck's going on and I just choose not to have that. That's like me trying to convert a motherfucker to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Jesus shit, nigga, he ain't real. Come on over here and just do what the fuck I'm doing. You get extra <laughs> sleep on Sundays and you keep your 10%. No, that's just what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. My 10% goes elsewhere. I still help people. Yeah. I just get to see where my dollar's going. Mm-hmm. My 10% goes to religious things. You know what I'm too. saying? <laughs> How you get my third eye open? Spiritual. Yeah, it is. It's an awakening. Yes. That's what Jesus is, is an awakening. That's what they want you to see. So we do want to talk a little bit about the Miles Garrett big fight. Mm. You see the fight, Spider? No. Okay. Did you see it? Yeah, I caught the highlights. Your thoughts? I just didn't like the way everybody was coming down on him, like trying to make him this violent person. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm always on the wrong side of stuff because I tend to think about things logically. America. Like if you're, they show the other guy like coming towards him, like kicking him in between his legs. Like at a certain point, when are you not allowed to defend yourself? And when you're in the midst of a fight, some Mm -hmm. things go out of the window. All of it, America, all it was was a fight. You know what I'm saying? We don't get to fight anymore. Mm -hmm. All it was was a fight. Yes. If he would have hit that motherfucker the wrong way with the helmet, Mm -hmm. he could have died. But he also could have died if he would have caught him the wrong way with his motherfucking hand Mm -hmm. because he's twice the motherfucker's size. Mm -hmm. But this is what I will say. When he tackled him and wrapped him up, which was a clean tackle, Mm -hmm. he didn't like it. He kicked him. Mm -hmm. Rudolph kicked Garrett first. Pushed him, tried to twist his helmet, mm-hmm. tried to take his helmet off, but clearly he was too pussy to get it off. Mm-hmm. Then got up. Miles Garrett said, let me have a try. Mm-hmm. And he just kept yanking till he got the bitch off. Well, me personally, as much as I don't mind fighting, I wouldn't run if at a nigga if he got in my helmet and he's twice my size. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be strategic. But Rudolph felt Brody mm-hmm. and one of his offensive linemen was holding Miles Garrett mm-hmm. and he decided to charge him. Even charging him, he was grabbing at his crotch mm-hmm. while charging him. Then the motherfucker reached around and just hit him. It was yeah. still in his hand. Yeah. He couldn't grab him with the left hand because the dude had his other left hand. Yeah. So all he did, all he it was a reaction at somebody charging you. That's street mm-hmm. 101. That's you saying. charge me, I'm hitting you and trying to take you out by any means necessary. Yeah. If you if Miles Garrett didn't start the fight on his own. Yeah. So I think that something definitely should be done. Um, as far as like the consequences for both of them. Yes. But I don't agree with everybody that's like, oh, get him out the NFL or whatever. And I yeah. I was at the bar yesterday and I saw, I think it was Eric Dickerson. He mm-hmm. was saying, oh, yeah, that's um, the traits of violence. Get him out of there. And I'm like, why would you cost this man his entire career? Because a lot of black, because a lot of black people are whitewashed. Yeah. Let's and that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. This is what should have happened if I was the commissioner. Miles. He definitely needs to be suspended for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. And then it's done on suspension. Mm-hmm. He can come back next year. Yeah. But during that suspension, I need a certain amount of hours of therapy and counseling. And I need, if you're going to apologize, he already did the apologizing part of it. They just did a documentary on him, like an E30 or eSports, whatever, on him. Mm-hmm. And they showed how kind he is and how he developed into being the man he is. So clearly well, one, he he's from triggered. Dallas, so we all going to have his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like he is a different person. He's not the person. This nigga likes dinosaurs, for Christ's sakes. What gangster or thug you know <laughs> that like dinosaurs? He's a different breed. He's in that mm-hmm. T-Rex crew. Yes, <laughs> but just like people like Arteza, the motherfuckers you, who don't bother you, you don't fucking bother yeah. them because you don't know what the fuck you're yeah. going to get from and them. And if yeah. they're, you know, chill and quiet, you got to watch out. You got to watch out for the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of pent-up shit. Yeah. That's going to get let out. Exactly. You're going to be the one that just happened <laughs> yes. to catch it today. And that could have been the situation that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, Rudolph, I think he should be suspended three games. Mm-hmm. And I think Pouncey, uh, Pouncey, the dude who ran up on him, punching After him and stumping like a, now that nigga looked yeah. like a street fighter. Yeah. He needs to be suspended for five games. Now, if they do that, mm-hmm. I'm cool. But none of them need to lose their career, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's not his character. Yeah, he had an incident earlier this year, but it wasn't that incident. That's two separate incidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where are we in America where we don't forgive no more? You can't no make more? a mistake. Yeah, That's just sure. like with the school. That's what I was about to say. You can yeah. start telling the story because that was what I was going to get because well, I didn't put it on here. It's, it's so my, your niece. my niece. My niece got in trouble this week, so yeah. she calls me crying. I'm at the gym working out. She calls me. I think I could write a book called Parenting 101. I'm not a parent, but I am a pretty cool motherfucker. I'm not going to lie. I want to read that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she called me and I couldn't really, <laughs> she called me and I couldn't really hear. And I was like, fuck, I, I can't hear. I was like, I can't hear you sounding like she was crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you crying? She's like, yes, sir. And I was like, well, let me get out of the gym. I'm going to hit you back. I go outside the gym. 
My mom calls me before I get hit her back. My mom's like, your niece done got into a fight at school, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I call my niece back. She tells me the story. I said, what happened? She basically instigated the girl, mm-hmm. baited her. I told her, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. The girl approached her. When the girl approached her, they both got up to get in a stance to fight. The teacher kicks them out. Teacher kicks them out. When the security guard comes to get them, the security guard uh, identifies, Zan- uh, I won't say mm-hmm. her name. No. I'll bleep that part yes. out. They uh, identified my niece or tried to say that she was somebody who had got in trouble earlier that morning. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the same person. So she's debating that, saying, I'm not the same person because the punishment is going to be severe. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to attend the prom. I won't mm-hmm. be able to get any yearbook pictures. I won't be able to do any kind of festivities for my senior year. Mm-hmm. So the lady told her to the shut lady up. was telling her to shut up. Yeah. We don't want to hear it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I, the whole story she was already had her mind made up about her. Exactly. So basically they had they suspended her mm-hmm. and they were like, she can't come to anything. She can't do any participating, whatever. So I heard my niece out. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I think, what parents should do because mm-hmm. teachers lie and yeah, they, they getting underpaid. So a lot of times that they can get rid of your ass and don't have to deal with you. Mm-hmm. That could be a problem. So I told her, I said, you were wrong for starting that shit with that girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if she would have whooped your ass or you would have to whoop your, that's on you. Mm-hmm. You brought that on yourself. When, a, when an adult is talking to you, regardless of whether they're right or wrong, you be quiet. Listen to them first because it may be holes in their fucking story. Mm-hmm. So you listen to them first. Yeah. And then when you listen to them and they allow you to speak, you say your piece. If they don't go to bat for you, you call us. Mm-hmm. She called us. I called my mom. My mom is old school, but I told my mom, I said, when you go in there, she's been crying. Love on her. Give her a hug. Ask her if she's okay. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had that in her corner, really, outside of mm-hmm. since she's we've gotten custody of her. So I said, just be loving and be there for her. Hear her out. This is what truly happened. Mm -hmm. My mom already knew the story. I said she was wrong for this, this and that. She was like, I feel like she was wrong, too. And she should have been quiet when the security guard was talking to her. True. But the security guard has no fucking right to tell her to shut the fuck up. And we don't fucking talk to her like that. So Mm -hmm. they shouldn't fucking talk to her Mm -hmm. like that. So as well as you can reprimand her, you can also show her that you're there for her by going to bat for the fuck motherfucker who was wrong Mm -hmm. and doing and, and talking to her the way she did. My niece is very fucking smart. She's working her way to get ready to go to the army, which I think that's something she needs. Mm -hmm. But she is going to excel, bro. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you don't protect your kids and if you You don't stand by your kid's side, man, you fucking up the relationship. Yeah. And I had a similar story like that with my son like this year. um, He's in seventh grade. And it was a situation where a kid was messing with him and used profanity towards them. Now, my kids know if somebody hits you, call it what you want. Yeah. You can hit them back. Yeah. Uh, So he cursed the little boy out. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> now you know <laughs> so he calls me he tells me and he ended up getting suspended for yeah. a day but the other little boy that started it he nothing happened to him yeah and the school wants to hit you with oh this is in the handbook that there's a zero tolerance tolerance so he gets suspended and i'm like you look at my child's record like overall like now yeah. was it wrong but what you're gonna do is have some recourse for the other guy yeah. like yeah. the other kid and so I think it's important for parents to fight for their kids. And a lot of parents don't do that. They just take the teacher's word, the school's word, or they say, oh, it's in the handbook. But you can go above and beyond that. Yeah. Depends on how child. hard you want to fight for it. Yeah. And you lose your child. Yeah. I feel to like you can lose your child. I told my mom. That's I said, setting him up. Well, first of all, too, with the zero policy, like the people, this is the thing I fucking hate about zero policies. The people who create the zero policy are people who are making mistakes. Mm-hmm. They made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. They're and they kids. made a mistake when they wrote zero policy. They're not allowed to be kids. Like kids are going to get into arguments. Kids are going to get into fights. Yeah. Is it right? No, it's not. Yeah. But that's a part of growing up. Yeah. So I don't understand why now all of a sudden it's a zero policy. You might as well send them to jail. But I think a thing too, what people have to understand and me and you talked about it this week is the world and this life is a game. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We're just puns. Mm-hmm. The government and rich motherfuckers run all of this shit. Yeah. That's why when you cannot be bought, which is why Malcolm X is, I tell people all the time, Malcolm X is more of my nigga than, Mal, uh, than Martin mm-hmm. is because he could not be bought. When you cannot buy people, you become dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now, there's still a way to, you know, do what you do and carry, you know, across the message that you have. But you don't have to, to code switch Mm-mm. or pussyfoot or brown nose to get where you need to go. And just because the system is designed a certain way, it's not to just say you just lay lay down and let it let it ride. Yeah, you it, can always, if you know the rules, you mm-hmm. can play by the rules, you yeah. can get around the rules. And that's yeah. what I tell people all the time. Like anytime I've been in a situation where I know the system was rigged against me, 
Okay, that's fine, but you're going to have to fight me for this. Roll that story into uh, Randall and This Is Us if you can. <laughs> Do you think you can? This is I'm us. I'm trying to help. I'm I'm trying to help her. Like she's, I tell her all the time. Going? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because she's like really. Now. I told her her voice is amazing, <laughs> and I always tell her. And this is what I love about our podcast. We just do shit right on the spot. But I was like, segways are not my strong point. But see, with a segway. <laughs> but you know what? By you just saying segways are not my strong point. Look at what we're talking about now. Segways. You just segway. That's all. <laughs> it's it's literally that fucking simple. Well, look at God. But I'm just saying. You changed the topic, but I did want you to talk about the this is us thing because it it, it tackles two um, parts. Of what we're talking about. Oh. Talks, I can talk about, we both can talk about, we got 10 minutes, the father part missing and yeah. then the lesson of, the the part well, I want you to talk about is how they he played the game oh to yeah, get where he was Oh yeah, because that's important. That's something that I've always told you yeah. and you've been adamant about I'm oh, working not going to play the game. I'm not going to play it, but I'm going to work on it. You have to yeah. in order to live the life that you want to live. Yeah, you can play the game but just use a different set of rules. So, on This Is Us... <laughs> I like the show anyway because mm-hmm. it's just it ties everything together. So yeah. this particular episode was now Randall is a part of the city council. Yeah. And so he went out to play golf with some other council members and they thought that he didn't know how to play. Yeah. And he played along with that yeah. in order to get what he wanted, which was. Um, he basically presented them with uh, he wanted to to uh, alleviate the food deserts and get rid exactly. of them. Exactly. And he wanted to open up some kind of public school. A grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to do that. And the the head councilman was basically or the person who everybody bowed down to was like, I don't want to really hear it. But the backstory was he had stood. Randall had stood him up twice Mm -hmm. because Randall's a family man. Mm -hmm. So he stood him up twice to take care of his family and his daughters. So basically he played the game of saying they were talking about going to play golf. And Randall was like, yo, well, I have access to this Mm -hmm. exclusive place that everybody wants to play, but nobody can get into. And if you know, they thought that he was lying because that's why they was like, oh, yeah, let's let's go today." today. Yeah. Yeah. So when he pulled the card and he was like, yeah, we'll go today. And it's like, we need one more. And he's like, golf is not my thing. It's mm-hmm. not my bag. Mm-hmm. You get it. And he's yeah. corny like that. Yeah. So he always try to, <laughs> and they didn't get it. Cause you know, the young kids be like, I'm in my bag. Yeah. That's not my bag. Yeah. So he went on and went and the whole time he was basically just being friendly with him, but mm-hmm. he was playing. They down. were treating him in the beginning. They were treating him like shit. They was treating him like shit when he got to the golf and course too, because he was the worst player. Yes. And even with him being who he was, like he just sucked it up and he kept going and then he made himself like need help. Yeah. And do you know how hard it is to have a big dick but act like you got a little dick? That's what he That's did. Hard. No, I'm agreeing exactly with you because I'm a woman yeah. and I live. Yeah. When you know you smarter than a motherfucker and you <laughs> got to walk like in there the and be like, thing yes, ever. I need help, sir. Yes. You know how hard that is but niggas have to do that shit. So, we got to learn to do that. So by the older councilman, like helping him out, coaching him along, and he saw the improvements that Randall was making, yeah. it made him feel like he okay, was doing something. Yeah. And so with him doing that, he kind of opened his his mind and was like, oh, OK, well, let's put this on the table if you agree to this. Yeah. So it was a win win situation. It was a win-win. But they didn't even know. And yeah. at, at the end of the show, it showed Randall actually playing golf like yeah. the, the normal way that he does. And it also tied in the lesson from his white dad. Yeah. And his dad, the lesson that his dad taught him is mm-hmm. he was basically saying, son, I hit a ceiling mm-hmm. growing up. And that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. He said, I hit a ceiling growing up because I was not willing to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I and this is a white man mm-hmm. saying this. He was like, I hit the ceiling because I was not willing to play the game. And I let my attitude and my my emotions get mm-hmm. the best of me. He was like, but you your legacy is going to be bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. The sky's the limit for you. And he was telling him, you have to learn to play the game. And I like that he didn't just say play the game. He said, sometimes you have to play down and sometimes you have to play up because yep. that's important. I think when people hear play the game, they just think, oh, always I have down. to always play always down. down. No, yep. Yep. you have to be strategic. Yep. And I, when I was watching him do that, it made me think about the times on the podcast where I've said, when I have a kid, the benefit of being a father and being in your kid's life mm-hmm. the whole time is giving them the motherfucking game that nobody gave you mm-hmm. to where where I'm at right now today at 37. My kid is there at 27 or way beyond that. Oh, yeah. If I have not done that, then in my opinion, I have failed as a parent, mm-hmm. which is why some parents take their children's failures personal because they know what they put into that child. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's up to that child after you give them those tools and tutelage for them to take off and do what they need to do. Yeah. You're looking very classy in the booth, Spider. You're looking very classy. Oh, you like that? Yes. yes, I do like that. <laughs> a little spider, spider chalice. Yeah, I see. And I was like, "What the fuck is this motherfucker drinking?" Water. So, I'm but, only drinking water, unfortunately. Yeah, but it'll be something brown later. <laughs> but we'll roll this next conversation over into our next episode. Uh, me and Artiz will be sitting down again, like I told you guys, with 
uh, Frank Minicon of the Quiet Podcast. Also, the franchise. The Mouth the, of the South. Yes, yeah. the Mouth of the Mouth of the South. And Joe Shaw of After the Encore Podcast. Be sure to check and take a listen to both of those episodes. Um, we got about five minutes for the next yeah. show. So, what you about to say? It's almost Thanksgiving. We can't skip over. We could talk. You want to take it to the next episode? No. You want to do it right now? Yeah. Oh yeah, we do. We have to talk about our own personal thing. Where is that? Where is that note at? I knew she wanted to talk about this. Thanksgiving is coming up. We're gonna recap from last year. Last year we didn't say a lot of shit. We got five quick minutes. Last year we didn't say a lot of shit because we was too cool with people. But I don't think those people are listening to the podcast right now. And if they do, they'll understand. What was one of the things that you did not like about last year's Thanksgiving? Or dinner. Well, first of all, it started out bad because Damn, that's we, like the most important. That's shit. the most important part. Like the dinner. The dinner. Because last year, you know, we told you guys we went to New Orleans. We talked about the Airbnb. We talked yeah. about everything except for the part. And the part that we wanted to talk about, we bleeped it. Yeah, we did. Well, the reason we bleeped it is because <laughs> the food was terrible. Oh my god, the food was so goddamn terrible. Don't run into white people down there. I no, it was such a surprise. I'm whispering because I just feel like they don't hear this shit. <laughs> food was absolutely terrible it was oh my god and and the trip started out rocky like out of everything that could have been considered bad (laughs) the turkey oh my god the fucking turkey that motherfucking turkey bro so this year we're looking forward to (laughs) a much better they had whole strips of bacon in the greens you know i'm supposed to chop that shit up they put Whole strips of bacon. But no, the, the the sad part about it was like when we found out who was cooking, mm. it was like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. You Cajun know? people. You got your expectations up. Oh my God. Yeah. And why did the food seem like this? Somebody had a, It felt like, who's been sleeping in my bed? <laughs> who's been eating my porridge? I think I only, It literally was like Goldilocks because it looked like somebody had Thanksgiving before we had got I made my plate and he was like, that's all you're going to get? <laughs> she was so unsure, bro. I was just like, So oh, unsure. I'm going to tell you this. I left and I was I was so ready to go home and I was so pissed off because I was like, we came all the way down here for this. Yeah. This and, is why we are here. And, we and because her daughter was there, we couldn't really drink. We didn't do a lot of things that we would do normally do in, in New Orleans because it was family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was just like, Oh, to I go think to I left and I went pad. to the Walmart and bought a bottle. <laughs> yeah, I did. They do so sell. Like, yeah, that's the good thing. They do sell liquor in New Orleans like, I gotta at do the Walmart. Because they do here too. Uh, you just got to get there at the right time. Yeah, it was just all bad. It was just. I and the thing about it is, for Thanksgiving, I run. I always run the week before. Yeah, because you know you gonna perfect. fuck up some shit. Like, and to go there and come on E and leave. On a fourth of tank. <laughs> That's what happened. Because, nigga, we did not make it to full. Mm-mm. This year, we're not going to make that decision. Yeah. Because with these eyes, Rashard, yes. we're going up to Frisco. And we're going to have. Please some, get the ribs and the macaroni please, and cheese ready. But, nigga, <laughs> that six cheese macaroni. And Ooh, six. Six. Yes. I don't even with, know six cheese. With Gouda. With Gouda like yes. that. She goes Smoked to the Gouda. good store. Mm-hmm. Damn. Get them ribs going. Yeah. Mama, please bring the. The dressing. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing my niece said. She was like, make sure you make dressing if you don't do nothing else. Mm-hmm. We literally don't eat like Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. We do like Italian, Mexican. We pick whatever because Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is not truly yeah. Thanksgiving. I don't really do crab legs. Oh, mm-hmm. That does sound good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we should have did when we were in New Orleans. We should have. <laughs> but I should have became a pescatarian down there because, <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nothing. And I mean, nothing was good. Mm. You've been listening to The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is an explicit podcast. We got another episode we about to roll right into, so I don't really want to close it. I just We wanna, had to close it. We, we already worked out it. our closing. Right. We, we, we already did. Spider, what you got for us today, man? I don't even know what song this is. This is uh, Chance the Rapper, <laughs> Eternal. Yeah. Side Chicks, Don't Cook No Food. Side chicks don't look this good. We ain't got no side chicks this year. What that was supposed to mean? Damn. I don't got no side chicks. Yeah. What that's supposed to mean? Well, you know what? This is a year I wouldn't have to have a side chick. That's what I'm saying. I have nothing but side chicks. (laughs) To the good life. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Side niggas can't step like this. Uh uh-uh. uh. Side niggas can't stand like this. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what time it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
What you know about this, this before your time I used to two-step in the 019 I always been fine, this is not new wine I just happen to find a way to live my whole life in my prime Side niggas don't look this good Can't cook this good Can't fuck this good Can't get right You send him to the store and forget that he left You send me to the store, I come back with a chef I come back out of breath While your side nigga sitting at the club With a booty on his chin like a cleft I don't ever want two, that's the same as the next I made the three more famous than stuff No cap, that's a roundhouse kick to a Jameson's neck I got a Jada Pinkett keeping sure my shame is in check Cross-legged in the dojo, my master mentor Side chicks can't take out splinter Side chicks make they Kool-Aid with Splendor Side chicks can't come to Auntie Linda's house They gon' send her off, they gon' send her out to buy more things that they hid in the couch Don't you know that side niggas can't cop no Tesla Pull up in a ring like wrestlers Pop out at the soccer game with the VVS's in a Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.